previously on Live at 605. Everyone is naked. And they're like, just spreading their monkeys. They're just like everywhere. Just like, oh, I'm on the phone naked. It's like, put on a fucking shirt. Put mm. on a muumuu. Put on a towel. I don't yeah. care. So people who with like fucking ass out will sit with their fucking bare ass on like all the yeah. equipment. <laughs> John Mallon. And Val Gomez. from another very chilly downtown Toronto. This is live at 6.05. And we are back. And I feel like <laughs> this is episode 11. Yes. I feel like you can tell it in my voice. We've done 11 weeks strong. We're sleepy. Sleepy. I was telling you the other day, I'm like, oh, usually by episode 11's when I get tired and I'm like ready for a little break. Yeah. Your was, hair is out of control. Is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I need my barber to give me a haircut. <laughs> that would be me. But, uh, yeah, we're back. This is... Season 7, episode 11. Yep. 9671111. Isn't that the Pizza Pizza phone? 767. You can tell John's tired because now he's just talking in jingles. I know. <laughs> but it's a big, a big day. Do you know what episode it is overall for us? What? Episode 80. What? We are octogenarian officiate. Uh, you just use a very big word that I'm sure I understand, but there might be a lot of... Li- octogenarian. 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 Almost. Okay, then. But, uh, yes, it's episode 80, and... I can't believe it's already been 80. 80 episodes, two years and a bit. It's been a strange and wonderful ride so far. Which is kind of great to bring in this week's episode is all about awards. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's our birthday award season. Exactly. We just came off the Oscars. And I should give you the proper introduction. To my left, possibly your right. It's the award-winning <laughs> co-host of Live at 605, Miss Val Gomez. What, what? Welcome. I don't know why I'm introducing <laughs> you. are not you. a guest. You're, Thank this you. Is, you should be doing all this right. intro stuff. We did go to PodCamp recently. We did. So we have a lot to talk about this mm-hmm. week. This is the second last episode before we take a little break. So next week will be uh, the last episode of season seven. We'll probably take three weeks off or something. Yeah. Oh, what? shit. I dropped my phone. Oh, sorry. I dropped my phone. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how about I stop talking for a second? You give everyone all your contact information. If you want to get in contact with me, and I had some new followers actually today nice. on Instagram, which is great. I haven't checked Twitter, so thank you if you followed me on Twitter. Um, it's Val Gomez 23 if you want to follow me on both Instagram and Twitter. And I'm on the Instagram and Twitters. Again, no new Insta... Actually, I got one new follower on Instagram. I forget who they were, so I'm up to 63. (laughs) But I got a bunch of new followers on Twitter, so you can find me on both of those social medias at Malencamp. Yeah. And then if you go to facebook.com slash live at 605, Tupac's hologram left us a nice message there today. Aww. So we've had Drake leave us messages. Tupac's hologram left us a message. So if you guys go to Facebook... I thought you said your pops... (laughs) <laughs> my pops is now a holo- pops now is <laughs> like, a hologram. A holo- that, never mind. Clearly, I'm tired. Pops now is a hologram. <laughs> now Tupac's hologram. So if you if if you're as confused as you are, yes, go to Facebook.com and you can see what Tupac's hologram said about us. Yeah. But you'll find pictures and videos and talking. And Facebook's like the main page to go to. I learned from PodCamp not to give out our. Our, uh, not to give a teaser. Not, no, I was going to say not to give out the PayPal account. So. Oh, okay. I love that you learned from them, but not from me. 
Well, no, it's only because I learned from like Adam Carolla that they, if someone of like Adam Carolla's stature can ask for like some help to help yeah. fund the podcast, you you just felt you were next in line to do it. Well, I'm the guy makes <laughs> the guy already makes money off of podcasts. Yeah. We make zero money doing. <laughs> we lose money making podcasts, but we like doing it. It's a lot of fun. But uh, live at 605.podomatic.com is another place you can check out. And uh, what should everyone do on iTunes? iTunes, if you leave a message, uh, feedback, suggestions, anything on iTunes, you guys help us maintain our spot in a news and noteworthy position or on the top, like, 100 of comedy podcasts. Exactly. So that's all the ways to get in contact with us. And... uh, should we tease it? What, do you, what are we talking about this week? So this week has been a very adventurous week, as per usual, in John and my life. But because we just came off Oscar season, we felt it was really important to talk about awards. Because I don't think we've ever done that. So this episode is centrally or centering around um, award season award for season. us. Mm-hmm. And especially coming off the blog TO, yeah. um, pod, top podcast stuff. So we felt like this was a great opportunity yeah, we uh, thank you everyone who helped vote for Live 605 as Toronto's yeah. number one podcast. We'll tell you if we made it, if we didn't make it in a little bit. Yeah. But how about we get to a sponsor this week? W- one of the crazy thing is, so we've done 80 episodes yeah. and we've done at least 70 sponsors because some episodes we don't have sponsors. And for you, those of you, this is your first episode. A sponsor really is just us complaining about something that happened to us. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we've had at least 70 of these like big complaints where some, like there's been people where I've had to sass people's dogs. Yeah. Was, there's been all kinds of stuff. So I know you had something you you even forgot to I mention. I totally it. forgot to mention this. And so not to always make our sponsors about the TTC, which is our trans uh, transportation system, like, metro system in Toronto, but I had, like, the worst experience Mm. last Friday, I believe it was. Okay. So, okay, it's been really cold in Toronto. Not to say it's been, like, way worse in, like, the Maritimes in Canada or in, like, New England. Like, Boston's been hit with, like, a really bad snowstorm. I know New York is, like, covered as well. Like, Halifax and um, the Maritimes and stuff. Like, you can't get out of your house. It's so snowy. Toronto, it's it's snowed. Mm. However, it's just been freezing. It's like minus 30 without a wind chill some days. Yeah. So, basically, I was going to go meet one of my colleagues for lunch. And I we live, like, right between two subway stations. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to commute a lot today because we were also going out at night yeah. and stuff. So I was like, you know what? It's probably smarter to get a day pass today. Mm-hmm. So I literally get to the subway station and I was like, okay, hello, kind sir, or mm-hmm. lady, or whatever. It was one of the two, right? <laughs> Was it a uh, Bruce Jenner transgender lady? No, too lady? soon. So then, anyway, I go and I was like, oh, hi, can I please get a day pass? And they're like, yep. So it's $11 for a day pass, which mm-hmm. is, okay, this is just a side note. Toronto's fucked up because you can get a day pass during the week, and it's $11 for one person. Yeah. The same day pass will cost you the same amount of money on a weekend, but two people can use it. Yeah. That's fucking shady. Yeah. Okay? So either way, I get this day pass on a Friday. It's like... Not a Tuesday. Not a Tuesday. And it's about 11.30. I'm supposed to meet my friend Chewy at 12, right? And so I'm like, okay, I get on. I have about 
four stops to go and they're some of them are more spaced out than others so I'm like okay I'm waiting on the platform waiting on the platform nothing happens then I'm like looking around it's kind of like me and like three other straggly people waiting there right so I was like okay what the shit's going on I finally hear an announcement but not on the platform upstairs so I'm like running up the stairs I mean what happened there is no subway service why because it's so cold the entire electrical grid between our stop and the one, like, what is it, Davisville Station or yeah. Eglinton. So, like, that's, like, five major stops. No electricity. So, there are no buses because they have not prepped for this yet. What? There is no subways. That's some bullshit. To be determined. Also, the pub that we are going to in Summerhill... Also is right off Young Street. Yeah. Also has no electricity. What? So there's like no stoplights working. Nothing's working. So now it is also the freezing his days. So I'm like hauling ass up to Summerhill to be like, go and have lunch. So I bought this $11 Metro Pass. I can't use it to go to the restaurant. I walk in the freezing cold. We get there. It's like fucking Pioneer Village. There's no electricity. So we're like, can you serve anything? They're like, you can have peanuts or salad. So we're like, okay, we might as well just drink. So we had like three ciders, I think, and like a bowl of peanuts. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, there's still no electricity. So now I have to walk all the way back. So it was just so crazy. Then it was so cold that night. We ended up taking cabs everywhere. Yeah. So I ended up paying more money to commute and walk around the city in cabs yeah. than I did using this Metro day pass. It uh, was just, it was such a bullshit day. And I was equally pissed off that the damn ticket attendant couldn't tell me that they were out of, like, the that, electricity wasn't working. That was going to be my first question was, did he give you a warning to be like, oh. No. Yeah, I've, I've had... I'll just tell this one story. I've probably told it before, too, when it comes to day passes. I remember one day I was going into work. This is probably about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, again, I knew I had to do a lot of stuff. Like, I was going all over the place. So I'm like, I'm going to get a day pass. I go to the subway stop close by to us, mm-hmm. probably the same one you were at. I say, hello, fine, sir. I remember it was a man. <laughs> Can I please get myself a day pass? And I'm always good because I have big headphones. I take them off when I talk to exactly. people. And I'm like, Can I please get a day pass? I always mm-hmm. say, please, thank you. Gives it gives me the thing. I give him ten bucks, eleven bucks, whatever it was. Walk through. Mm-hmm. It, it's only when I get on the subway to work that I look at it and I realize that he marked the day pass the day oh, before. I remember this Wasn't, day. It was the day before that they gave me the wrong day, so I no longer could use this day pass because no one would believe me if I like. I can't go on to another subway later no. on and be like, "Oh, the guy gave me the wrong thing," right? Yeah. So what happens is. You know, the next logical thing is, because I didn't realize until I was on the subway going, like, I couldn't even, it wasn't yeah. like I walked through and I found out, like, oh, I, I, you gave me the wrong one or you scratched out the wrong part. I was already long gone. Like, the guy, like, I couldn't go yeah. back. So I did the logical thing, which is tried calling the TTC, and I had one of their phone numbers. I looked it up. And what happened when I called? What? Ring. Ring. <laughs> Nobody answered. <laughs> I remember calling three or four separate times throughout the day. No one answered. I'm surprised you followed up with that. No phone. Fo- well, I was just kind of pissed. This is like. I've only seen you follow up twice with things. <laughs> In my whole life? Yes. Right. <laughs> no, with like angry emails or something. The pizza pizza. Whoa. Did we ever tell that story? Yeah. And then this one. This one, was, the subway pisses me off. It's I also. When the one day I told, talked about this one probably a few seasons ago when the guy gave me attitude because I was at the subway station. Mm-hmm. And again, I went through 
I paid my $3. No one told me that there was no subway service, that there was like track problems. Yeah. I'm trying to go to work and they're like, oh, there's not going to be any subway service. So I fucking come back up the stairs. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I got to get to work. I get a transfer because I'm like, I don't want to pay to get on a streetcar. Yeah. Get on the streetcar and the guy's like giving me attitude. He's like, you can't use this transfer. You. <laughs> and he's just like, what do you, would you go downstairs, pay and then get a transfer and come back up? I'm like, that, that is what I did because there's no service. The guy was so rude that I started tweeting. I started tweeting everyone being like, fuck the TTC until I get an <laughs> apology. I'm not using them. <laughs> and for like a good two months, I wasn't using the subway. Yeah. It's now too cold. You can't take your stance again though. No, but... Uh, no, I know, but anyways, uh, they were, weren't even there today. I had to walk in the cold. It is cold. silly. I saw a lot of things, though, yeah. saying, like, the TTC is effing up a lot. Yeah. I think it's also really shitty, because it is, like, minus 30 without the wind chill. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm always inappropriately dressed anyway. Hoochie mama. I'm not a hoochie mama. <laughs> I just don't bundle up. Like, I don't understand in this day and age with skinny jeans how one wears long johns underneath oh, skinny jeans. I had the best idea for invention today. Someone should make and if you do I've I'm time stamping this February 23rd 2015 mm-hmm. long john skinny jeans they're long johns they look like lo- they look like skinny jeans yeah. but they're long johns because you Those can are wear- called leggings well then <laughs> my multi-billion dollar <laughs> it was a 9 mis- billion dollar idea that someone else had as Mr. Wonderful would say you're dead to me <laughs> I'll squish you like the cockroach you are uh, yeah, can since we're talking about subways, can I talk about my one subway experience, the subway, the restaurant? Why don't you save it? Let's do some awards, and then you can put that in there. Okay. So okay. it's not like our run-of-the-mill subway GTC podcast. Okay. Because I could go on and on with the, oh, with the subway and subway, the restaurant. Exactly. So I know those are our two go-tos, That's usually. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, so for those of you who don't know... John and I are actually probably the most unlucky people in the world. Mm -hmm. So when good things happen, like John and I find each other in the universe, it's one of those things that we feel like we've traded so high to find each other that by proxy we lose at everything else. I realize it's everyone else's world we just live in. (laughs) Which may have culminated in us doing this podcast because it's the only thing we can actually control. Yeah, because when else can I vent about, like, fuck the subway and the TTC? (laughs) It's just like, it's everyone else's world we just live in it, trying to get by. So we, we attended, and because last week, if you guys haven't listened to last week's podcast, uh, John and I, through BlogTO, were picked up and top 15 yeah. Toronto podcast um, and nominated for like the best Toronto podcast, which is great because our friend Alistair found this um, great piece of news and told us and we had no idea what the metrics or like how they actually came to pull the actual shortlist together. But it was really great because we were part of a shortlist comprised of people who had like CBC radio shows. People and, who were on Trailer Park Boys. People yeah. who were in famous bands such as Our Lady P. Yeah. So, and then Little Live at 605. Yeah, Little Live at 605. Oh, Little Live at 605. We'll get to that We'll explain that one later. But it was really cool to be amongst the peers of people who had way more ad dollars and way more like star cachet, you know, big or small. Mm. It was nice to know that our podcast, with all of your guys' help, um, got to be part of this. Mm. So it was really cool. So they had this thing on Saturday and Sunday called Pod Camp yeah. um, at Ryerson University in Toronto. And 
uh, podcasters from across Canada and Toronto, obviously, could come there and take part in different lectures about new media, and then they would announce who won the actual podcast best pay, uh, best Toronto-based podcast yeah. award. So it was also the Oscars on Sunday. So we felt like this week would be really great to talk about just awards, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm, definitely. So growing up, my dear. Yes. Did you win a lot of awards? Uh, from the age of well, see, there's things like this. There, I was in. I partook in karate, as hard as it is for most people to believe. I yeah, have my black belt in karate. We've the videos. Are you counting like? Uh, would you count baseball and karate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well then. You know what? I peaked at age 15. I've, <laughs> I haven't won an award since I was 15 so years old. So just when John struck puberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just when I started to get hair on my um, head. head. <laughs> I was like, where? Because <laughs> it wasn't on my face. No. <laughs> it wasn't it was on, on my body. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've won some awards. I can t- I'll talk about that. I've been, I feel like I should have won some awards. Did you feel, sorry, this is such a tangent. Did you feel a little defeated when we met our friend's newborn baby, Ronan, and they had... He said he had chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you don't. <laughs> no, because you know what? I'm very happy with the. I'm very happy with how I have hair on my body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my body and me. <laughs> you know why? Because if you have hair on your chest, most likely it's leading to hair on your shoulders, which goes all the way to your back, which yeah. goes through like your asshole and just like. Gross. So I, you know what? I wish I could grow more facial hair. Yes. But I'm gl- I don't care that I don't have chest hair or back hair or any of that I stuff. I also don't care that you don't have so, back hair. <laughs> the fact that there is a four-week-old baby who has more body hair than me, I'm all right with that. Because it's everyone else's world. We just live in it. Go for it. Uh, what about you? Have you won a lot of awards over your lifetime? Is that the end of your stories? You no, I, I'm going to talk about, I just want to see if you oh, want to, and then like, um, I'll talk about my, you just, just okay, give us I a don't look. remember winning anything in elementary school, to be honest. So you didn't peak at an early age. No, I was a late bloomer for everything. <laughs> um, and then now it's just run stagnant. <laughs> but um, what you want to call it, in high school, before I discovered like my creative side, mm-hmm. I think I was in more sports. Yeah. So I had like volleyball and basketball like awards and stuff like that. But when I graduated, I guess I'll tell this story later. I graduated um, when we finished OEC and we we're going to university. I got most likely to succeed award or something. And it was nominated by all the faculty and the students picked me. That's cool. Which is great. So I'll tell that story because that was actually like a really fun day kind of thing when it came together. Um, but then, yeah, like, I think from that, like, university, I'll tell that story. I was nominated for a string of awards, and we didn't win any of them, so. Sure. Uh, how about, let me tell my shitty stories first, because I'm sure yours are much more entertaining. No, no, they're not. No. But, yeah. I, was gonna say, I, just, <laughs> I think losing is no, not entertaining for anyone. I think I know why I've never won awards. It's because mm-hmm. at a very early age, I kind of uh, cheated the system and got extra awards. What? When I was because your dad was the coach. No, but I will talk about Pops Mallon, hologram Pops Mallon. <laughs> yeah. When I was uh, still living in, oh, we got a phone call. I have like the weirdest ring. Hold on. Pop. Shut up, Pops Gomez. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. I have the weirdest ring on that my phone. That was a weird was ring like, tone. Whoa. Weird. So, when before I moved to Ottawa, when I was just a young gun, this goes out. <laughs> that sounded really weird. Yeah. Shout out to Ferris, who didn't know I was born in Toronto. But when I first was still living in Toronto, age of probably four or five, the first sport I ever played, believe it or not, was soccer. You played soccer? And if you guys listen... You hate soccer. 
if you listen to the Boys Town Brew sports episode, yeah. I talk about being the all-star goalie on my soccer team. Very briefly, I'll tell this story. I love that you're like the all-star athlete, but you've been like five years old, six years old, and like 10 years old. You're like, I was the best goalie for hockey. Listen, (laughs) when I was playing soccer at age of five, let's say five, I'm playing against five, six, maybe even seven-year-olds. They put me in goalie in the playoffs. First game happens. You know what happens? Win that game, shutout. Because somebody wet their diaper. <laughs> Second game, I'm not in goalie. What happens? What? We lose. Did the person, like, have to take a nap? Third game happens. I'm in that. Guess what happens? Yeah. Zero, zero tie. Zero, zero tie. I win a game. You I... realize your nephew is two years old, right? Yeah, he's not five. <laughs> what? All I'm saying is I play two playoff games. I get a shutout, a win. So what happens is I got a trophy. We, we didn't... We didn't make it to the championship because mm-hmm. they didn't play me that second game. Yeah. So we didn't advance. Like, they should have played me. Would have won. Got a trophy. What yeah. happened was the coach thought I left. So the coach came to our house, gave me a second trophy. And I was like, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> so I had two trophies. You're such an Arab trader. Uh, <laughs> language. That's not, that's a thing. Yeah, but he can't say, like, Arab trader. <laughs> Why? So anyways, I got two trophies for soccer. Fast forward, uh, baseball years. Oh, I've, again, I've talked about this on the sports podcast. Your dad gave you five trophies? No, my dad coached us to two championships, mm-hmm. including one season when we were we w- lost the first game of the season, then we won every other game. Yeah. So we've won, and even my dad got trophies as, like, coach of the year. <laughs> but then uh, I had karate trophies. Yeah. Uh, Do but- you guys have, like, a sweatshop, like... Making, what? making trophies. Well, we didn't make trophies. The association made trophies. Okay. So I've talked about karate. This one story I don't think I've ever told. Yeah. Probably one of the the one like solo dolo award I ever won. Yeah. Was in grade seven. I got the highest mark in home ec and I won the. <laughs> Is this when you made muffins? Yes. <laughs> so that I've never had the privilege of. Ever being given. Grade 7, Mrs. Drennan's class. It was one of those things where, this is where we had our first ever computers class one semester. We had a woodworking class, which I think I made like a soapbox car and I made a little cup with the duck on it. Did you go to school in like 1940 Pleasantville? (laughs) When I was in Beavers, I made a soapbox car. (laughs) And then the other class was home ec. It's a soapbox car. I don't know. It's like one of those little dingers. Huh? I, I just realized I'm hungry, so I'm a little delirious. <laughs> so anyways, in home ec class, I remember specifically you had to do a written test about how to make muffins. You had to make... <laughs> you had to write a menu? <laughs> something like that. Okay. You had to make uh, chocolate chip muffins. You had to make bagel pizzas. And then you also had to make a gym bag, like with a sewing machine. So now to put your bagel pizzas in your muffins. <laughs> it's one of the only times I've ever aced a written test because Lord knows I don't like to study. <laughs> so I aced my written test. I made the shit out of some chocolate chip muffins. Yeah. My one downside I knew for sure was going to be making a gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so flamboyant. <laughs> How big was the gym bag? Because isn't it like a full-on, like, pain-and-game gym, like, duffel bag? Or is it like a satchel? It's like a sa- it's like a little bullshit gym bag. <laughs> Did you never have home ec or anything? No, because I didn't go to school in the Pleasantville. We probably had, like, a self-defense class You probably made, like, a bulletproof vest. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, I knew my gym bag shit wasn't on point, so you know what I did? What? 
I remember at this early age of 12, I charmed the pants off of a girl, and she did most of my gym bag. Teacher? No, oh. just like a little girl. <laughs> no, that I, sounds I'm, creepy. No, someone in my class, I remember being like, I don't know, Becky or some shit, someone's name. I was just like, oh, can you help me with like my gym bag? And I like white waved my blue eyes or winked my blue eyes. And I think she's like, sure, I'll get it started. Then I was like, oh, can you do a little bit more for me? Maybe? I can't believe you're saying this now and your parents are going to listen to this. When I was 12 years old, they're going to sell a gym bag. And you took your second trophy when you were five. <laughs> this is just setting us up to fail. So I remember getting, I think I got 95s to 100s on everything in that class. She gypped you 5%. Becky well, sounds like a bitch. A little bit of a bitch. <laughs> right? But that's also, did I, ever, did I ever show you my bear I made barely? I, this is where I was good because I also sewed a bear by myself. And I was so good I stitched his name. I made a vest, which was not required. You were only supposed to make it sew a bear. I sewed a vest and in the back of his vest I sewed his name, which was barely. So anyways, we had this big gym assembly at the end of the year. And they're calling up awards like best math score, best science. What was that? Best math score, science. <laughs> what 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 does a gay goat eat? Hey. <laughs> so she gets they get to all these awards. I didn't win gym class of the year award. Gym class. <laughs> they finally get to grade seven. You're not Home. one person. You're an entire populace. So she gets to the gym class. No, she gets to the home ec class, family studies or whatever it was called, mm -hmm. family matters. I don't know. And she's just like, and the award goes to John Mallon. Got myself a nice little plaque, uh, Home Ec of the Year Award, yeah. something like that. Won that award, and I got the fuck and, on. And never cooked again a day in his life. However, fast forward, <laughs> fast forward yeah. a solid 15, 20 years. Get my first job at City TV. Uh, we have a office potluck Christmas. What did your boy make? Chocolate chip muffins with the exact same... Recipe that I had from grade seven, Miss yeah. Renning's class. Boom. So fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Yeah. What did you want to bring to this year's potluck? Uh, yeah. KFC or Twizzlers? Oh no, I brought candy treats. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time to make to make muffins. So I mean. the I guess the key is is to have John not win awards. We need him to do chores in, a.k.a. cooking, because you never cooked again. <laughs> right? Soccer, because you never played soccer again. No. Right? Karate, because you never did karate again. No. So clearly acknowledging your creative prowess or athletic abilities in any endeavor actually give you a definitive stop or put a definitive stop in place so you will never continue down that road yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. What a sad, sad life. But fast forward, this is where... You don't cook anymore. But I don't cook. I make, I make dinner every Wednesday. No, you don't. When you're in school, I do. So, no, you don't. Yeah, I, well, I cook. I, I know how to make... I cooked some... I don't know what I've done. <laughs> I like to make meat. I'm a meat guy. I know how to grill a steak. I mm -hmm. like some pork chops. Mm -hmm. Fuck around. Might get some tacos every once in a while. Mm -hmm. but, you're good. Thank you. Let me just tell this last story about me getting robbed from awards, and then you can talk about awards you've won or haven't won. No, let me. Let's go one for one because okay, I just I'm, won like eight for zero there. I know you are a fucking Mike Hog. Don't worry. Do not worry. Um, okay, so mine in high school was uh, we were all graduating, and I had a feeling that Lillian would either get our friend Lillian, who we went to the wedding 
last season in in Europe, I felt like she was going to get valedictorian or like like a staff merit award or something. And so I don't think anyone recognizes that if you don't get valedictorian, there might be other categories, but you don't really think about there being other categories. So even though I was on the yearbook committee, I should have had, and the grad committee, I should have known there were other categories, but I guess there were people you could nominate people, except Lillian and I did not get told about this stuff. So they were being passed out and Lil and I were never privy to this. So I guess the entire student body had known that Lil and I got picked for two different roles um, during our graduation ceremony and they just never told us. So it was really great because everyone was playing like stupid about it and whatnot. And the cool thing was, was that you got money, like a little bit of a nice. scholarship with this amongst the plaque. So when we got to our graduation and they were calling all of our names up and our graduation ceremony was in a church because we went to a Catholic school. So when we called it up and my parents were there, I had no idea I was going to win like the most likely to succeed or whatever merit award. And then I got like, I think like $300, which is like with inflation, like so $10,000 right now. You're talking to me be like, oh, we're coming from this poor school. We're taught self-defense. Meanwhile, you're like money bags over no, here. No, it's because we, didn't, it rain on them. because we didn't have a home ec and we didn't have workshop and all those things. Um, but no, it was like really cool and it was really nice because like a lot of my close friends um, hit it for me and stuff like that. And it was really nice. And Lil got like a giant Atlas award or something like that, nice. um, which is really cool. So it was really nice to celebrate. So that was really cool. But I don't remember ever, like, here's the thing. I feel like from the stories you've told me, you've gotten a lot of trophies. Yeah, those aren't really awards. Those are more trophies for winning things. Those are awards. <laughs> I think awards just like... I think that's a definition of awards. I feel like awards are more like down to like between five people. Here's your award. Trophies are like you won a sport. You won at swimming. Yeah, but that's like you went against other people or other teams. That's it? true. I feel like that that's based on like actually winning whereas like the other ones are more like voting like voting feels uh, more like an award to me it's like you got voted as the best or but like winning a trophy is more like you won this trophy yeah because you beat someone tangibly like like that's the problem with the oscars grammys you can say like oh birdman won best movie but that's just based on more people just liked it it's not like they somehow physically yeah. beat someone else but okay so i was just gonna say i always felt cheated when i got a ribbon versus a trophy Right? Or, like, I got a plaque. Like, yeah. to me, it's just like, okay, I'm not really going to put up a ribbon kind right. of thing, right? Like, I, I never I never got trophies. Like, I've still never gotten a trophy. Um, but it was really cool. So, like, fast forward, fast forward. One of my trophies is in the other room. I know. Your dad brought it for us. I don't know what we're going to do with that, though. It's on the top of a mantle. <laughs> right. Actually, maybe I'll post a picture. I think my dad has a picture of, like, all my awards, mm. like, back home. If I have it I'm yeah. saved, I'll... I'll uh, Snap it up on Facebook. I love how sentimental your parents are because mine gave all me my shit in a box on the floor right here. Well, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, maybe that's because you never came in third place at the uh, karate <laughs> tournament in Montreal in 1998, but uh, that's what I did. Okay, so let me tell my university one. So every, um, whatchamacallit, every graduating year in Ryerson in my program, so I went to radio and television arts. Um, we end up doing an award ceremony where you get to sh illustrate your, um, what you want to call it, your package of whatever you created. So like your documentaries, your movies, etc. multi, um, new media package, anything. And so the entire faculty in different industry, 
um, executive bigwigs, they vote on what they feel is the best one. So it was really cool. So my group ended up making this black and white um, film noir as children's story. And it was really cool because we did all like the marketing campaign for it. We made like tangible merchandise. We made a video game. We did an illustrative book. We did um, like we shot the uh, DVD with like alternate endings and everything. And we were really, really proud of it. And it's a bitch to work with kids. So anyone who worked with kids who's listening, my hat goes out to you. And so we were really excited, really proud of this project. Came together really well. Our team is really solid. We were nominated for 13 out of the 15 awards. Okay. It was like so amazing. It was like super exciting. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to get something. Like, this is great. Our competition, and this goes back to John, because when I first met John, he was like, oh my God, did you, you're, you're in that class of the group of people who did the Thornley DVD. Oh, yeah. So we were like up against like the Thornley DVD. Um, that group. never came out, so fuck you, Drew. <laughs> no. They never put it out then. Then the guy sassed me on Facebook. All right. That one so. guy who had to block because he was like, where'd you get this DVD from? Right. So put anyway, up the DVD. It was a good it. DVD. So it was like. Wait, you worked on that DVD. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, but you. My friends did. Yeah. They um, never put it out so um either way so we're at the award ceremony and it's like you know that feeling where you're like okay if you're nominated for one award and it's like you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting can you imagine being in a three and a half hour ceremony where you're nominated for everything minus two and you're Wait, going through yours were three and a half hours long yeah was <laughs> riots and think they're the oscars apparently over it was like no because they did like speeches and like there's like an intermission and like you would screen stuff and everything like it was long Maybe it wasn't three and a half. It was maybe two hours. And so either way, 13 out of 15 awards. We literally sat there, my group and I, and did not pick up any awards that night. We literally lost all 13 categories we were nominated in. And it was such a piss off because it was the same year as Brokeback Mountain was like nominated for like... 42 Oscars that year and for those of you guys who don't know Brokeback Mountain it's the movie about the I think everybody knows what Brokeback Mountain I don't know the movie about the gay cowboys some people might not okay clearly thank you to all the international listeners we've had this week we have had like mad shout outs in Germany like Paris in like France and Italy and stuff like that and like our usual go-to claims to fame in North America, but it's like, okay, we were the Brokeback Mountain of that year. Brokeback Mountain was nominated for, like, 42 awards, and they did not win anything. Clearly addressing that they were too progressive for that actual voter um, audience, How, which is how I feel a film noir children's book would not be um, as commercial as maybe a Thornley DVD. And I've seen this, now that I remember, it was filmed a lot of it in your parents' house. Yeah, my dad was not excited. I remember, like, this was a fun... That's who he reminds me of. Al, you're slapping me. um, John and I are watching this show, Fresh Off the Boat, right? And there's this little... Racist. No, 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 no. There's this little Asian kid. Um, He's the eldest of the three boys in that family, and it's about this Chinese family who emigrate over, and they live in D.C. first, but then they move to Miami. And it basically is kind of like a Wonder Years storyline where the oldest of the littlest kids, he ends up having, like, um, whatchamacallit, a voiceover as, like, an older him, and then he just, like, lives out in, like, 90s, mid-90s rap kind of hip-hop environment. So anyway, so I was like, oh, I want John, this kid reminds me of somebody... 
Ha! Now it comes together. He looks like the little um, Chinese individual kid who used to man the lemonade stand in my film noir practicum project. Ah. My parents did not like it, though, because I remember once my dad came home from work, and I think he either didn't remember, I told him, that there would be 14 people in his house, like, taking over his house and filming in there. So he went and sat on the couch, and he failed to see the little Chinese boy (laughs) sitting beside him for, like, an hour, and he was so pissed off. (laughs) It was so funny. Like, the kid would just come back and sit with him all the time. That's quite funny. Now, was there, during this present, or during the awards, Mm -hmm. was there, like, drinks being Served, like, could yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So were you guys just getting drunker and drunker and getting angrier as like the night went oh, on? Oh, I think we were getting angrier and angrier. But like, it's also like it wasn't like the Golden Globes. You're also still a student, right? Like this was still like during the school year kind of thing. So I wasn't getting like super rock during the ceremony, like the ceremony. But then I got like wasted afterwards. We had. In college, we had film appreciation class where all we did was just basically we had a teacher be like, here, watch this great movie. And I remember every class, we, because he was sitting in the very front and just put on a movie, everyone would just bring beer and we all just drank beer and watched movies. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm like, I would never do that because you can't drink beer in a classroom. No. It was the early 2000s. It was a crazy was a time crazy in everyone's time. life. So, but yeah, so I haven't, like, I didn't win anything all throughout university. Even when I was in university in England, I never won anything there. Mm-hmm. I think the coolest thing that happened from there was that the documentary that me and my practicum group on that side shot in Gloucester was actually picked up by the BBC, which was awesome because it was like a short eight-minute film. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so that would be the closest to getting any kind of critical acclaim in university. Well, the only thing worse than being nominated 13 times and wearing, winning zero awards yeah. is going through three years of school and getting nominated zero times and winning <laughs> zero awards. Because I never got nominated for anything and anything I did in college. And we had an award ceremony, too, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the name of it now because I never went because I was never nominated. But I saw some of your student films. They were so emo. You, there was one emo one where I like slipped my wrist in a bathtub. <laughs> but don't you remember the one... I was most proud of when it was all about trying to make new friends in, like, a new city. And I was, like, doing all this crazy shit. Yeah. I think my stuff was... I was also the broke back of my class. Because <laughs> I was making shit that people, like... Granted, I actually only made videos that really just helped me in life. Cause I, I made, was about to say, those were so self-serving. I made one video about how to find an apartment in the city because I didn't know how to get an apartment. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to get an apartment soon. Let me just interview three people who have apartments. <laughs> so maybe that's why I just did stuff that say, helped me in real life. Yeah. But at the same time, I wrote, like, I, I wrote a really good screenplay, I thought, that never got nominated. When this other guy got nominated and won, but we all knew he plagiarized the, the script. Oh, no. Yeah, and so at, at the same time, I took it as where I'm like, I also didn't want to win awards because all the people in my class who won awards were the people that we were just, like, they thought they were holier than thou. Like, oh, I deserve. I remember this one guy made a video once where he, like, he directed it and he put himself in it, but he had like, he had. He's the M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, basically he shot it. He was in it, but then he like, my brain's just mushed now. But there was two of them talking at the same time, so like he green screened and I remember him being like, for no, no reason he he was sitting in front of me, he just turned around, and he like drew a diagram. He's like, this is how you do it. This is how you green screen, and this I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And he won all That's these awards. Okay. I'm like, ah, I don't care about you. So at the same time, I'm like, yeah. you get more cred not winning awards sometimes. <laughs> okay. What about fast forward into adult life? Oh God, no. No. I don't know what I would be nominated for now. Or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nothing. Not a single thing. 
the only thing I've ever been nominated for, which we both did, was for the podcast. Yeah. Podomatic, or PodCamp Award, pretty much. So I don't know what you want to go into now. If you want to talk about something else or talk about... You can tell your subway story. Well, how about let's tell... Let's talk about what we did on Saturday. Oh, okay, yeah. And you just tell them about it because my hands since Sunday mm-hmm. have been unbelievably hot. And I actually need to wash my hands because they are burning up right now. So, okay. I don't know why I'm so hot. <laughs> so, Saturday, um, one of my school assignments that I have due is basically to go around the city and take pictures of um, any sort of thematic story. So, you can take, like consecutive pictures of a person um like eating a dinner and stuff like that and it's just to show a progression of time and you're not supposed to like instagram like put filters on it but present these this story in an interesting way so i really wanted okay and this is kind of self-serving for me was i wanted to make another poster to put in our kitchen but i obviously wanted it to be musical based because that's john and i um are very passionate about music so i wanted to take buskers pictures of buskers in the city and then make a giant poster like the ones we have in our music room slash 605 studio so i texted john in the morning and i was like oh hey i'm gonna go run around the city today and go take pictures because where we live there's always buskers playing in dundas square there's some in the subway so i'm just gonna hit up the usual spots we see buskers in doesn't matter the time of year what I didn't realize as I went wandering around the city for two hours from about, about I think it was like 11 to 2 I was outside for yeah. or something, or like 1 to 3 or something, was that you need permits to be able to busk in the city, and there's only designated times you can do it in. So mm. needless to say, I was wandering around the city in all the times you're not allowed to busk in, which meant going on Saturday, getting a day pass, which actually worked because the electricity was working, and John and I literally spent four and a half hours, like, vagrants traveling around the subway system to, like, probably, like, 13 subway stops we've mm-hmm. never actually been to before, some of them. For sure. Um, so we literally went across all the subway lines trying to find TTC musicians playing any kind of instrument and just, like, um, literally just taking pictures of them. So I think we started, obviously, like, in on our side of the Young Line, and then we shot across and went to, like, Spadina and Eglinton and St. Clair West and, like, um, more of the ones in, like, Toronto West area, North. Like, we went to Yorkdale Mall yeah. and stuff. So it was crazy. Like, it was long. And it was, like, the snowiest day of the year, I felt yeah. like. Um, it was fun, though. Like, it was... It was long. It was long, but when it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to do this. But I don't think we had a plan about how we were going to take these buskers' pictures because it's, like... Do they want their pictures taken? Or yeah. That's like, I guess we have to pay that, like, give them tips yeah. to do this shit. So it was kind of like. You gotta go, them, like, break a 20. You know, break a 20 and try to, like, give them, like, a dollar and, like, take a picture without them, like, yelling at us or yeah. stuff like that. But I think it turned out really well. And. Uh, it should be good. It just, it felt like, it felt really long, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of this poster, like, once it comes together. Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. Like, mock up one today looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Let me. Let me just tell this quick subway story that happened to me today. Okay. So I went to subway. It's freezing cold outside. Mm-hmm. And I had to cross this busy street to get there. And as I'm walking, I can see this woman like 10 yards in front of me just walking. I'm like, fuck, she's going to go to subway. Because I'm like, yeah. hey, when there's busy lines. 
So she walks in and it, she's the only one in there, but she's not standing really close to the counter. She's kind of standing away. So I walked up behind her and then someone came in from the other side and she told him, she's like, oh, I'm not getting any. She's just like, I'm just looking. You go ahead of me. And I'm like, I was here first, but she- That's so rude. And then the guy went up in order and then I, I asked her, I'm like, are you, can I go in front of you? She's like, yeah. And then she just left and she was like, I would have been the first one to eat there, but she let someone else go in front of me. That's rude. So that was my subway bullshit. But I had a new guy in the cash and my sub was $2 cheaper than usual because I don't think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he did charge you for the bacon. No, usually when it's when there's no bacon, it's a dollar less. It was two dollars and like some cents less. So I maybe shouldn't be doing this. Is like when I got two trophies yeah. in soccer. Now, now I know now why I don't get free cooked. Why? Cause I can't say anything about like a sub. I don't know what my sub order is. Anyways, okay. So needless to say, Saturday night was like really, really snowy. We had an early start the next day, so I don't think we went out. Saturday no, but we night. did watch some bullshit. What? We watched a movie. We did? <laughs> we watched five minutes of a movie. Saturday night? Saturday night. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, I'm not even going to give this a, a, a f- fast bender. No, we're not going to give it a fast bender rating. So, we decided, we're like, oh, let's stay and watch a movie. And we were trying to figure out which movies to watch. I'm like, oh, there's no new movies out. There's nothing that I'm excited. Like, I'm not excited to watch Boyhood. I'm not excited yeah. to watch. Like, we've seen the Oscar movies we wanted to yeah. see. So I'm like, what movie is on demand that we can maybe watch? Oh, Inherent Vice. I guess that looks good. Which we were going to go and check it out in the theater. So the problem was, was that we started watching this movie really late. Close to 11. Close to 11, which I don't know why John and I keep getting later and later when we watch movies. But we'll go to the second episode of The Slack in a moment. But it was like, Inherent Vice, for those of you guys who don't know what it's about, it's the movie with Joaquin Phoenix and it takes place in the 1970s. It's a drug field, Los Angeles. Detective Larry Doc Sportello investigates the disappearance of a former girlfriend. Having said that, I did not know the premise going into the film. I had no idea what the premise was. And, and, okay. and we lasted about 10 minutes. We turned it off when he went to a massage parlor and two chicks just started going to town on each other. It was so weird. But it even felt like the opening sequence was not a sequence. The opening shot, right? Felt like 25 minutes. And the movie, I think, in itself was, like you said, like three hours. Yeah, damn near three hours. I was like, I am not, I cannot. If every scene is as, like, slow-paced as this, I'll, like, lose my shit. Yeah. Uh, just remind me, do you want, should we tell everyone what we had for dinner Friday night? <laughs> so Friday night was great. Usually, like, Friday and Saturday is when we, like, go out or we order something in. Because we're pretty good at cooking Sunday through Thursday. Yeah. Then Friday, you're just like, oh, I don't mind making dinner tonight. Let's keep it healthy. And you yeah. made like a delicious... Like Thai shrimp curry with like Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. It was great. We we ate it all up. It was really good. But then 10 minutes afterwards, we were both kind of like, I'm hungry. Are you still hungry? <laughs> yeah. So we ended up having a second dinner and ordered a medium pizza. <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. I'll also say like, I've started working out a lot more. These days, and, like, you and I went to the gym to play squash Yeah. earlier. So it was like, okay, we're, like, you know, burning calories need to consume some sometimes. Exactly. Um, so that was that. But, yeah, no, it was like, dude, sometimes you just need a pizza. <laughs> sometimes. Um, having said that, I'm equally starving today. Yeah, well, we're at almost 50 minutes. We'll do, like, another 15, 20. So why don't we get in? Do you want to either get in? Should we save PodCamp last and talk Oscars? Yeah, yeah, let's do Oscars. So let's do some Oscar talk then. So it's actually like, okay, I feel like, how do you feel Neil Patrick Harris did? 
I feel with his potential, he fell flat. Yeah. Because here's my thing: I when, when David Letterman retired and they they scooped up Stephen Colbert. I like Stephen Colbert. I never really watched his show, but I get him. I think he'll be great. I think he'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. What I said, what I thought CB, CBS should have done was they should have tried and got Neil Patrick Harris to host yeah. the new show because that would be the direct competition for Fallon because mm-hmm. NPH is the equivalent to Jimmy Fallon. He sings. He's funny. He can tell jokes. Mm-hmm. He can act. Like He can do everything uh, Jimmy Fallon can do. So right. if, if CBS wants the younger audience like The Tonight Show has, yeah. he would have been great. Having said that, whatever, he's on Broadway, he's hosted yeah. the Tonys, he's been like, I love him in, like, he can be dirty and crass, like, yeah. in movies like uh, Harold and Kumar, this and that. I thought the problem with the Oscars is they play things pretty safe. Yeah. And I mean, he had his musical number at the start, was alright. I just think the jokes just kind of fell flat. Yeah, I think it's like, I like him too, I think he's really talented, I thought he was like, the best part of Gone Girl, yeah. kind of thing. Um... However, I do feel like a lot of his jokes fall flat. I thought his opening number, it his audio sounded so much lower yeah. than the actual orchestration that I'm like, I found it hard to like listen to some of the stuff unless it was towards the end. Yeah. Um, but I also thought like his t- tweets leading up to it and like some of his interviews were so funny and sensational. Well, didn't he have really funny tweets during like the Grammy Awards? And yeah, stuff? and so it was just like, oh, I'm so excited. But I felt like they had him on a, such a tight leash there. Yeah. Um, that it was just like, okay, he can't do anything. Um, but coming off of, like, I also think, like, this year for movies might have not been, like, the most impressive roster of movies, like, last well, year. What, so what won last, do you remember last year, like, who, uh, uh what was the big was ones? Was it Gravity? It was, like, Gravity, it was, like, American Hustle. You know what? This year maybe wasn't as good for movies, but my favorite movie of probably the last three, five years was this year, which was Whiplash. Whiplash yeah. Because I remember last year being, like, the movies were good. Like, I don't, like, Whiplash has been my favorite movie of, like, for as far back as I can remember right now. That's how much it kind of blew me away. Fuck off. Lone Survivor, literally three podcasts ago, like, you said Those are my like, two movies. Right? Yeah. Those are my two movies, though. It's like, I mean, maybe that and, like, Muppets 2 or some shit like that. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I feel like... Okay, so, yeah. Okay. Anyways, go Last on. year was, like, 12 Years of Slave, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, um, whatchamacallit, Frozen, what... Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get that. Her. Yeah, right, right. I liked her. Her was good. Her was great. Um, so I think there was just a little bit more films that were being, I don't know, commercially watched, I guess, last year. Yeah. This year felt a little bit more indie kind yeah. of run. Um, and so it was, it was interesting because I felt like we saw a lot of films, but not as many as most years. Mm-hmm. So, like, this year our friend Ferris actually got to go to the Oscars. So I felt yeah. like we may have been a little bit more engaged in this kind of stuff by nature of her going. For true. Um, how many of, like, the actual winners did do you contest so many of them? Or? To be honest with you, I barely remember. The only There's only one award that I really wanted to be won. Yeah. And that was J.K. Simmons to win Best Supporting Actor for Whiplash. Yeah. I knew they weren't, Whiplash wasn't going to win Best Movie or Best Director. All I really, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't really care about any of the other nominations. Yeah. I didn't really care about Best Actor, Best Actress. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping that the director would win for Whiplash or maybe win Best Screenplay because I know Whiplash was a short film yeah. that he turned into. So I just wanted Whiplash to win. Other than that, I didn't really care about Boyhood. I didn't care about Birdman. Yeah. I didn't care about any of that. What about you? Um, I thought 
I, equally, I didn't really care about any of, like, the best actor nominees, actress nominees, except for, I almost cared more for people not to win. Right. Kind of thing. So it's like, I wanted J.K. Simmons to win for Whiplash because I genuinely thought he did an amazing job. Yeah. But I so hated if Michael Keaton won for best (laughs) actor. Like, I was so angry. Yeah. Um, So I was happy that the dude from Theory of Everything won. Um, just because it felt like Michael Keaton, all he did was, like, do rants. Yeah, and, and the like, guy who won for the theory of everything, or whatever that was, yeah. he played a guy who has, like, a really, like, severe mental condition where, like, yeah. he, like, has to contort his body yeah. and, like, it's, like, his... It's just more demanding. Yeah. It's more method acting versus, like, Michael Keaton's freaking Whoa, out to I'm Jasmine. Whoa, I'm in my underwear. So that, like, Birdman won for best film. I was sad that Dick Poop didn't win. <laughs> how, how did you take all the political stuff? To be honest, we can tell everyone. So what we did was, if it was most of the awards that we didn't really know who was nominated, yeah. it was like best sound is, or you know set design or sound whatever. We fast forward everything. So what? <laughs> so what do we do when we fast forward through people's speeches? We we made sound effects for everyone yeah. talking. We PVR'd the entire Oscars because it's like I don't know how people can watch that in real time. I don't want to sit there for three and a half. Three hours. and a half, half, like four hours, four and it ended up being. So it was just like okay, every time we fast forwarded for people we didn't want to hear their speeches, we would do. I don't know which one of us started You started I don't know why. And then I just continued it. But then every time Birdman would go up, we'd always do like our jazz instrumentation. So it'd be like... So it was like fun to be like, yes, Birdman didn't win. Just because I found that movie like kind of annoying. On some bullshit. Um, but yeah, like I thought overall the political stuff in the film or in the Oscars, one thing kind of drove me nuts. Obviously, this year there the big controversy surrounding the entire Oscars was that it was an all white nominee list. There's like no so many honkies. So many honkies. <laughs> oh, it sounded like the ultimate honky. <laughs> right? Jeez. So, so it just felt like to combat that. Every single presenter was either Mexican. I'm not saying or anything black. as a white guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Though. <laughs> like, no, it just felt like yeah. I honestly like I have never seen more black actors <laughs> present at like an award show. Stop spitting. Other than me. like the NAACP awards. Spoken like a true white guy. So, <laughs> no, I just thought it was like, there. I think at one point I started keeping tally because I was like, who is this person? Yeah. Right? But it was like so many, like, actors out of the woodwork. And then it would be like so many, like, Jennifer Lopez presenting with, like, Kevin Hart. It's like, what? Yeah, right? And so that was crazy. What did you think of, like, the politicalness of the acceptance speeches? Uh, the two things I don't want people doing in their award speech is, like, giving a political stance and, like, thanking God. It's just, like, go up there, thank your wife, thank your family, thank the people who made the movie with you, thank your crew. Yeah. But don't be like, you know, thank you, God, for creating me in this world. Or don't be like, I think this is a great time to stand up for women's rights. And, you like, yes, obviously, we we want women's rights and we want people to find cures for this. It's just like, maybe, I don't know, don't use that, just... Take 15 seconds and thank everyone yeah. else. I'm going to go out on a sweeping generality here. So it was just a little infuriating to hear some of the acceptance speeches 
knowing the economy right now. At the beginning of the award show, Neil Patrick Harris announced, like, even if it is a little bit of an embellishment, obviously every nominee gets a gift basket of some monumentous, like, um, amount. So he made the joke that it's, like, $160,000 value for the gift basket per nominee, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. okay? And so when Patricia Arquette won Best Actress Award for uh, boyhood, she made him a speech, and then at the end of, like, after thanking, like, family and friends and her agents and whatnot, she made the speech saying that it was atrocious that females do not get the same wage equality as males, yeah. which I'm like, okay, I totally hear you, I get it, you know, that definitely is very much the landscape, but then... I didn't realize it just because I don't read a lot of like entertainment news that way. I didn't know that this stemmed off of um, Jennifer Lawrence apparently getting paid a lot less for the Hunger Games movie because of a WikiLeak. The actual oh. wages came out, and so she was defending like actresses' salaries essentially. And like Jennifer Lopez like started like stood up, and she was sitting beside Meryl Streep, and she was like like flailing around and clapping so much and it's just like it's kind of insane to me and if you're a celebrity complaining about wages when your wages are already so much more inflated and you get like sponsorships and stuff like that like i don't know until you give up like your entire hunger game salary to go stop some sort of problem in the world i don't know i just think it's a little insane to talk about stuff like that the Fresh Prince said it best in one of my favorite songs, Twinkle, Twinkle, I'm Not a Star. Yeah. He said, now that I've got money and they want to give me stuff for free, that's something that I'll never understand. Yo, I can't afford to give the breaks to the next man. You say I'm star because I'm large in the land. But excuse me, what I do doesn't define who I am. Shaq, Denzel, Quincy <laughs> Jones. Ooh, what's the category? It's folks you look up to. The $1,000 question is up on the board. Who is a star? Eh, sorry, no score. <laughs> it's a good sign. It goes twinkle, twinkle. You don't have to rock it again. <laughs> anyway, she talks about like, so... when I was broke, you wouldn't give me a record, but now that yeah. I'm, I'm rich, you give me stuff for free. It's yeah, like, I just thought it was people. like, okay, I understand like, um, especially knowing this was like, whatever the hashtag was, was like all white Oscars or something. <laughs> yeah. And like Common and John Legend made their big speech and like Oprah was like crying and whatnot and like Selma got like completely... Um, what you would call it, uh, not acknowledged or whatever, but it's just like, okay. But then it was like, obviously Julianne Moore came up and she started talking about people with like Alzheimer's and dementia, which was like interesting. And then like on the other side of that whole thing, you have JK Simmons being like, call your parents. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just like one of those things. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, get over yourself. You, you speak for like your actors. What you do really isn't making it. I don't know. It is. It's like it is making a difference to a certain degree. And I'm happy if it's like you go out and do charities. But it's like also like why is your occupation worth like a bajillion dollars? Yeah. Like. I know. I don't know. It's on some bullshit. Definite bullshit. But having said that, I felt like yesterday's Oscars ran so fucking long. Yeah, we had, we waited like an hour and a half, watched it, caught up, turned it off, watched Fresh Off the Boat, yeah. watched more of it. Then we like ended up watching it in bed, just being like, oh my god. Yeah, they actually said that they did a ratings poll, and so I guess last year when they opted to show like video clips and stuff like that from like past films, people didn't respond to it, and the ratings were plummeted. 
So this this year they opted to do more singing things, which is why they did the Sound of Music tribute. Because oh, right. last year's Wizard of Oz tribute went really well. Right. I don't know. So I just think stuff like that extends their show so much that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it came, it went. I've yeah. forgotten about it already, but. Yeah. Uh, did you like any of the dresses or anything on people? Um, I very much, I was about to, I like Ferris's dress. No, <laughs> um, I really like Jennifer Aniston's dress, and I liked, um, I liked, what's her face? Uh, oh, what's the girl who I said looked like Tina Fey? Oh, uh, the girl who looked like Tina Fey. I, um, the, she's like the younger comedian in Up in the Air. Oh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I like her dress. I like the color of it. It's like a coral with like jewelry on the top. Well, seeing as we're at an hour, we should wrap this stuff up in a bit. So why don't we tell everyone about our big experience at PodCamp yeah. and all that stuff. So thanks again to everyone who who went and voted for Live at 605 as Blog TO's number one Toronto podcast. Mm-hmm. That was great. I know a lot of people, like friends, family, and just like fans, I know were like writing us and yeah. emailing us and just telling us like, oh, we voted. We like voted multiple times. Multiple times on multiple devices. We hope you guys do great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, like when I was looking up the other podcasts that were nominated, it's like, wow, we basically were the definition of like independent. Yeah. Because some of the ones I was, there was like Humble and Fred who are like radio personalities who have a huge following. There's... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Torrance, who's J-Rock from Trailer Park Boys, and yeah. he's on Mr. D's and John Vision. There's the drummer from Our Lady Peace. It's just, like, people who are already, like, established, established, who have a fan base built in because they have huge corporations behind them, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, then there were us and some other smaller podcasts who I'd never heard of who's like, these are just people who are probably doing it in their apartments, yeah. in the studio, just for, like, the love of it, right? So the we- the cool thing is it's, like, it's a two-day conference. John and I, unfortunately, only can attend the Sunday day. Um, but PodCamp is basically Canada's largest and longest-running unconference for people who create digital experiences and are at the forefront of innovation. It's where the country's professional and hobbyist community come together for two days every year to share stories and their knowledge about this type of new media. So it's, like, really good because it's, like, a bunch of lectures from different podcasters, like John was mentioning, some of them more um, prevalent in the industry than maybe John and I are to Mm. a degree. And so it was nice to just be around your self-podcasters. It was cool to be around. Like, this is one of those things where you do it by yourself in a room, in a studio, whatever. So it's like we do this, we put it out to the world, and we don't – like, we hear back from people on social Mm -hmm. media, this and that. The fact that we were, like, in, like – The top 15. Top 15. But, you know, just the fact that we were surrounded by other people who were either – do podcasts, who like listening to podcasts. It was mm. cool to be in that atmosphere. Totally. And, and it's just like looking at people, I'm like, oh, do you have a podcast? Or I know. I genuinely hoped we would have gotten recognized. I was wearing a Live at w- 605 t-shirt. And I was like one of four girls there. <laughs> That's true. Right? But no, it was great. Like the one of the conferences we went to was by a guy who was the drummer of Our Lady Peace. Yes. His last, I forget his first name. His last name was Torrance. Yeah. And he had a podcast. Apparently, he has a podcast with Jonathan Torrance. Jeremy Taggart. Jeremy Taggart and Jonathan Torrance, who's Jonathan Torrance's J-Rock from Trailer Park Boys. Mm-hmm. They have probably the biggest, one of the biggest Toronto podcasts, like on iTunes. They were saying they get hundreds of thousands of downloads. Yeah. And he was just talking about his experience, how they started, how they grew, which mm-hmm. they... It was great. Like, a lot of the things he said to make a successful podcast is stuff that we're already doing. Yeah, which I actually really, really... Which was, like, reassuring. Sure. Yeah, totally. And he's just like, you know what? The best way to get it out there is word of mouth, which is 
what we appreciate for our fans is they actually go out and tell friends and family, totally. frenemies, whatever it is. So we did that. We went to a great podcast seminar on why Serial was successful. Yeah. So it was actually really interesting. Like, you've listened to Serial. I haven't. But I feel like living vicariously through, um, whatchamacallit, a lot of my friends from work who listened to it. So, like, Bobby and Daniela and Adam and Kate and everyone, they've all talked about Serial. Miranda's listened to it. You've actually listened to it. Yeah. So I kind of, and just reading articles, I know about it. So they were using this guy, Rob, who works in New Media, was using Serial as a case study to talk about why it was so effective and how it stayed on a format but also combined killer content with a really great format. And it was more of a, like, a documentary kind of thing. So your audience was going through the motions with you. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting. But then the other thing he spoke about was, you know, like things like having a great brand and making it look more professional. And yeah. I think that's something that's just by nature of yours and my career anyway. We always want our production value to be really great, whether that's like buying better microphones, yeah. making cool graphics, like always staying up on social media. I think we're doing everything right. So yeah. it's just like it's we're like the little 605 engine that could. So going back to the theme of the episode, which is awards and winning. <laughs> when was the last time you won an award? High school? High school. The last time I won an award was probably grade seven home ec class where I got help from <laughs> Becky. Oh, I got one at work, but yeah. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> But uh, so, unfortunately, we were not We voted. did not win. We did not win as Toronto's number one podcast. Yes. Uh, you know what? It was really great just to see that we were nominated. Yeah. And I know, like, some way bigger podcasts than ourselves didn't even make it to the shortlist. Which is kind of cool now knowing the outcome. <laughs> and yeah, and just hearing, like, like the, the, the guy, the Steve, the Taggart and Torrance podcast, I think it was number two, and the fact that they are two yeah. very credible people, like, you would know them if you saw them. Yeah. They have... Like, they came from the Jay and Dan podcast, which is, like, the biggest sports cast going on. So it's just cool that we made it this far. And I appreciate everyone who helped us vote. Right. This and that. I mean, it would have been cool if we made it. But I still think the fact that we made it on the short list, that's why we had such a big explosion of downloads last week. Because last week was one of the biggest weeks we've ever had for downloads. So yeah. thanks to everyone who's, who's downloaded, if you're new fans or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I think even the fact that we made it just helped will help us grow and be like get out there I think, more. yeah it's great exposure it's also just awesome to be around like i think like they were saying like they need help for like some marketing endeavors and stuff for like next year will be the 10th anniversary so it's just really interesting to hear like what the future is and like how big the actual fan base for stuff like this like podcasting is like because i only really got into podcasting when you started doing this so two years ago two years ago and then the only other podcast i listened to previously was my brother's yeah, what this? What so you this? Guys check. We're trying to get him to get back yeah. into podcasting because it's hilarious. So, but like that um, guy, Jeremy Taggart, he was saying that he'd been podcasting since like 2006. Yeah, my first pro first podcast I listened to, I was still in college, so it was probably yeah. like 2006, 2007. And yeah. It was like a five minute podcast that Dane Cook did when I liked Dane Cook, and it was just <laughs> him like calling his voicemail, being like, "This is what I'm doing this week." Yeah. And then it just grew into like, oh, I love Adam Kroll. I listen yeah. to Joe. And it just like, it exploded. And now yeah. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I want to get into this because I feel like if I'm listening to it, why yeah. not participate? And also it's like, I want to just vent and be creative and yeah. just like have an outlet to, you know, we all work. We're all told what to do. We all have bosses. 
this podcast, we're our own boss. Yeah, we get to control. And I mean, we're not going to say crazy, ludicrous things about just like, we're no. not going to be like racist bass, like like to a point. Yeah. But we're not idiots, so we're just going to talk and totally. have fun. And what I think is funny makes it on. What you think is funny makes it on. I think the one thing that was interesting, I was talking to my brother, Brandon, who did the Wadis podcast. He was saying when he got into podcasting was back in like 2005, 2006, and it was because of Lost. Oh, yeah, that was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was the exactly. last podcast. And he was like, yeah. this was something, it was so interesting, it was great, because all they did was, like, discuss theories, and this actually just goes back to, like, my love for a show like Lost, and I just don't feel like there's any show out there right now that captures that kind of it's energy tough. anymore. No. Because it was like, I didn't do the podcasting, like, listening to podcasts about Lost, I was on, like, the blogs and, like, looking at, like, different websites and, like, trying to make the connections about... Um, what was happening in each episode, but Brandon said that he would just, like, as soon as the episode went, he would, like, download, like, the reoccurring, like, yep. Lostpedia podcast Same and here. stuff like that. And he thought it was, like, the most entertaining thing ever, which I know, like, one of the um, sessions we went to on the Sunday, one of the dudes said he does, like, a Saturday Night Live yeah. podcast, a weekly one. So I just, I think it's, like, it's a really cool thing. And mm-hmm. it's really awesome to see so many people are into it. But that's why I feel like even though we didn't win, we were we're the pesky podcasters. We're your <laughs> pesky podcasters. Yeah. And I vowed next year at the 10-year anniversary, I want to make it back on the short list and yeah. make it in the top five, if not number one. What? Because we're your pesky podcasters. I love it. Oh, we should say, as another pesky thing, our pesky senators Ooh. are doing a little bit better. They won two games in a row. They won two games in a row, but it was really nice. Because of the Hamburglar. Because of the Hamburglar. Um, so we're, we're gunning our way to an eighth place spot. We're yeah. about nine points out right now. Yeah. But it was really cool because the game that we were saying we wanted to go to a while ago yes. was on Saturday. And it was a game that they won. Against the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. And sorry, one of our, Tesla. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> That's your team, and but. one of our fans and friends from the podcast, Chris Eiffel. Your boy, Chris Eiffel. In Ottawa, he actually tweeted us because he was at the game and I was so incredibly jealous. Yeah, he had like the best seats ever. Yeah. That- and they freaking won. It was like there was such like a like a high adrenaline game coming off the Habs win. Yeah, exactly. So, but so your pesky sons and your pesky podcasters. Having said that, this week we booked a hotel and a flight to beautiful Ooh. New York, New York. Holla! Because we're gonna go see your pesky senators play against your New York Rangers. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. Oh my god. So. I'm hungry. Yes. You're hungry. Yes. We've done this podcast service. We're at a hundred an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Why don't we add this bad boy? Yes. We got the uh, season finale next week. Yes. And I should say. Can I just end on one note? Of course. The slap episode oh, two yeah. is so funny, right? It's you a little. Know. It's so. It there's still the same amount of eight year old breastfeeding. Yeah. It's a little hard to come by, but it's so funny to watch. Exactly. Someone just invited me to play Candy Crush on Facebook. Weird. Can I just say this? I made this a note. I'm, can people stop posting this? People keep posting these stupid things on Facebook where it's like, this five-year-old boy, no one came to his party. What his dad did, the reaction will bring you to tears. Do you huh? see these ones where it's like, people post links where it's like, this little boy wanted to be Batman for the day. What his father did for him brought will bring you to tears. Or it's like, th- oh. this street performer... Uh, has no legs, but what he did to the crowd will bring you to tears. It's like, stop posting these inspirational things. John just doesn't want to be inspired, guys. No, but he doesn't like, like a feel-good tale. I think I'm angry, cranky, so I should end yeah, this. So, angry. 
The uh, band of the week this week is a group called Moniker, mm -hmm. and they are made up of members of Hey Champ, who were Ooh. our very first band of the week, which was an awesome dance pop rock band. Saddest day is when we missed them in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So go back, just YouTube or iTunes Hey Champ. They're so good. But Moniker, their new band, is with members of French Horn Rebellion, which is another great, like, dancey pop rock band. Mm hmm but they have their debut song out right now. It's called Diamond. They're going to have a new EP out this summer. Uh, Moniker, go look them up on Twitter, iTunes, Facebook, all this stuff. It's so great. It just sounds like Hey Champ, dancey, fun, synth pop greatness. So let's get into it. The song of the week by the band of the week is Diamond by Moniker. Amazing. So uh, Facebook.com slash Live605 to hit us up for anything. I'm Malencamp on your Twitters and your uh, Instagrams. I'm ValGomez23 on Instagram and Twitter. Until next week, we'll be back with the season 7 finale. Ooh. Episode 81. Ooh. So until then, I'm your creepy podcaster, <laughs> John. Blah. I'm Val. And uh, B? Easy. We're pesky. <laughs>
John Mallon. And Val Gomez.